Hi, and welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. I'm Brian, your host. And this week, we've got a great actor that kindly gave me his time to uh, have a little chat with him. His name is Max Martini, and he starred in many films like Pacific Rim, 13 Hours, 50 Shades, and he's in a brand new movie uh, coming to the UK. So if you're listening in the US, please check it out as well, because it's out now, Sergeant Will Gardner, um, which looks absolutely amazing from the trailer. So it's out now in the UK, and it's been out in the US for a little while, so check that out. And as always, our podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at Prop Store. Uh, If you're after a genuine piece of costume or a prop from your favourite movie, this is the place to get it. Propstore.com. Check them out. They're a great company and 110% genuine. It's the only place that I go to for all my collectibles. And remember to like, share and subscribe to this podcast and also check out our fantastic new YouTube channel. So just need to put in Be More Super the Podcast into YouTube and you can watch the interviews and please like the videos and share and subscribe. So sit back, relax and enjoy our interview with Max Martini. Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. In Action Pack Podcast, where we'll discuss all things entertainment. They're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, um, I, I just can't believe I've got this man on. Uh, he's been in so many things that I absolutely love. Um, from The Purge that uh, is, has just been on, on Amazon Prime, um, which I've, I'm not going to spoil it, but you've got to watch it. It's fantastic. 13 Hours, Spectral, Saving Private Ryan, and soon to be released in the UK is Sergeant Will Gardner. Max Martini, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And how has every been, every, every, everything been since the lockdown and everything like that in, in terms of work? Well, in terms of work, you know, uh, Hollywood shut down pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so we, the, the purge was actually the last thing that I did. That was in November. And right. uh, yeah, it's been a, so it's, it's, it's been a tough, uh, it's been a bit of a grind for Hollywood, but, uh, and I had a, a movie to direct in uh, March, I believe. And, and so obviously we had to push that. So as soon as, as soon as we're up and running, which I, I feel like we're getting close to that. I know that productions are gearing up and some are actually uh, starting to quarantine crews and actors and in preparation yeah. uh, for filming. But uh, we're looking for a, a location that makes sense. And then I'll be back in the directing chair. Excellent. And before we explore the great projects that you've done and that are coming our way, let's explore your early life because every story's got a beginning, a middle and, uh, well, not an end yet. Um, so how did you get into this wonderful industry of uh, acting? Wow. Uh, well, that's a, it's, <laughs> I, I, I was born in New York. Uh, my mother is from Texas and my mother was in law enforcement in Texas. So she and my father, who uh, 
was Italian an artist from Rome uh, they separated and my mother remarried uh, an actor director writer producer named Stuart Margolin and uh, he has two Emmy Awards wonderful actor character actor and uh, and and in a, in a, uh, an amazing stepfather. So Stuart would throw me into productions as a kid, you know, if he needed one line, he'd go, you know, run over there and, and say this. And, <laughs> and so I got a taste of it, I think it's in my, in my early years, you know, and, and uh, I went to college, not with the intention of, uh, or, or rather with the intention of uh, pursuing something else. And when I got out of college, uh, I owed, $150,000 for university. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and so uh, coincidentally, I was offered an audition. Uh, I did the audition and I sent it to LA and they flew me to Hollywood and I got the job in this big Hollywood movie. And, uh, and then the casting woman said, Hey, you know, um, these are not easy to come by and you should give this a shot because now you've got some momentum, you know? Yeah. You can, you, there's a bit of a, ra a wave you can ride. And so I stayed in Hollywood, man. And I, and I ended up, uh, you know, doing reasonably well. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm very lucky. And how was that journey was, I mean, what was the biggest challenge? Cause, cause everyone says that, you know, the streets are paved with gold in Tinseltown, but what was the biggest challenge for you for making it in the business? I think the, the, the biggest challenge is, is, um, remaining true to yourself, you know, and, and, and remaining humble yeah. and thankful and, and someone that is unaffected by success and, and that people want to be around, yeah. you know, and, and quite honestly, that's the, you know, what having been in Hollywood for so many years, those are the people that rise to the top and, and, you know, and, and, find longevity in in this world uh because ultimately at the end of the day you know it's about who you want to work with yeah you know there's, there's yeah. five there's there's you know when, when when i'm up for a role there you know i mean there's hundreds of actors in in hollywood maybe thousands even that would die for you know these parts that i've been fortunate enough to do but uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, they choose the, 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 the competent actor that they want to spend six months on set with, you know, so yeah. that's my advice to anyone <laughs> coming to Hollywood, you know, is, is uh, don't get too cocky because yeah. uh, burn out quick. Awesome. And at any point, did you, you know, want to pack it all in and pursue a, a career in art because you did art as well, didn't you? Yeah, I miss I miss uh, that. Actually, I, I, I was so love with uh with making artwork and you know and i was surrounded by it as a kid and and uh i used to hang out in my dad's foundry while he was making these big you know bronze pieces and yeah um i don't think it's i don't think it's not i, I don't think it's completely uh out of my 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 future i think that the, the there's a place somewhere down the road that i'm gonna you know try to create for myself to make artwork in but uh um but look i mean you know I, I love what i'm doing and actually oddly now that i'm getting into directing i'm finding that i'm using more of my art degree in that in that seat you know yeah. because i'm using a different part of my brain that i haven't accessed since art school so yeah uh, 
and then and then your early early career um I, i've got to ask this is it a requirement for all actors to be in walker texas ranger because everyone i've interviewed <laughs> has appeared in walker, has texas everybody ranger. done it yeah everyone has starred on on that program that was a uh, a pivotal moment in my career playing the the date rapist in Walker Texas Ranger. Uh, but the, but the reason you said that I, I think that thing what that show went on for so long that eventually everyone had done it. You know? <laughs> and of course they're remaking it as well, aren't they? So uh, yeah. that's coming to our screens very very soon. So what would you say was your big break uh, that you consider as your big break in the business? Well, I mean, my first uh, big movie was Contact that uh, Robert Zemeckis directed at Jodie Foster. Great cast, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. I mean, just a huge cast. Uh, I'm, I'm a much better actor now, but I think that that opportunity uh, afforded me or, or got me into the door uh, with Spielberg. And then I got... Private Ryan, right on the heels of, of Contact. So, but I, I'm going to say Private Ryan because, uh, you know, I do a lot of, I play a lot of different kinds of characters, but but uh, but the big productions have uh, have chosen me as the go-to uh, soldier. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and here's the other thing that's interesting is, is that Private Ryan... Um, not only was it great for my career, but it also uh, is responsible for shaping, you know, who I am today. I mean, it's really taken me down a road, uh, you know, of appreciation for our veteran community. And, and, and it's, uh, it's responsible for all the charity work that I do on the side. Yeah. Of veterans. And, uh, and it's, it really opened my mind and my eyes, you know, I was, when I did it, I was a young guy without, uh, you know, a sense of who I was politically, who I didn't ever really have, I was forming, still forming my opinion of, yeah. you know, politics and the world and our military. And, mm. and um, so it I changed mean, me in a big uh, way. What was it like working with Spielberg? Cause I know obviously now you, direct i mean back then did you have that 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 bug to di direct and did you get any hints and tips from spielberg by watching what he was doing on set you know when when i saw avatar for the first time i saw it on a on a massive screen yeah i remember being in the theater i'd never seen anything like that kind of photography those those effects um, you know, in a movie and, and just being completely wide eyed in awe of what, you know, they had put together and, and just dumbfounded. And, and that was my reaction walking onto the set of uh, Private Ryan because it was it was in a um, it was on an, an airfield and in Hatfield. Hatfield. Yes. I've yeah. been to Hat, Hat, Hatfield plenty of times. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so you would walk, you know. All you saw approaching the set were the, were the back of the facades. Yeah. So two by fours and plywood, you know, and then once you entered into the set, it was the whole, uh, they had recreated the bridge and, and the town. And, and I mean, every piece of rubble was brought in and it was just, it was the biggest thing that I'd ever seen in my life. And, and, and I wasn't nervous yeah. You no, know, I was working with Tom Hanks and, and Tom Sizemore, <laughs> who at the time, you know, I, I had respected. He's 
become a little bit of a shit show, but the, uh, <laughs> but the, yeah. uh, the world was overwhelming, man. And it was really cool. It just kind of, uh, it sold me on the business, you know, yeah. and working in, in something that was so perfectly created and on such a big scale, it made it so easy to act, you know, I mean, because you really believed it, it, it helps reinforce your belief in, in, in where you are and, you know, and in, in the situations and the people you're dealing with all, they all make believe, but, but the scale helps uh, get you there. You know? And what a, what an awesome movie. I mean, they need to keep making movies like that because I think that, our youngsters, um, uh, you know, are, are losing touch with, you know, World War One and Two. I mean, if you ask a teenager now, what year did World War Two start and finish? They wouldn't know. Yeah. So, um, you know, films like Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers and The yeah. Pacific and and programs like that, I just think are fan- fantastic, and we need those. Um, so, going on um, to one of the best movies I've ever seen in my whole life until I get to see Sergeant Will Gardner, of course, um, <laughs> is this bad boy here, 13 hours. Um, I'm pleased to say that I've been chatting with Mark Geist and he's actually going to come on the show. Oh, I'm so happy. So, uh, I, I, you know what? I, I just thought it was perfect. Um, so let's, before we talk, talk about Mark, um, how did you, well, did you know about everything that was going on in Benghazi? Uh, before you actually went for the role of, of well, Mark I Gunn. was aware. I was aware um, uh, of. Look, I thought I was aware of what had happened there, and yeah. uh, you know. And then I got the the part in the movie, and then I read the book, and uh, there was a lot of information in the book and the movie that that uh, I was not aware of. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, on that level, it was very informative and, and also speaking to Mark and, and, uh, you know, Tig and Tonto and all the other guys, um, you learn a lot more yeah. from the guys who were there, but the, uh, but look, you know, that the, it, it's, it's so cool. You know, I just, just to touch on something you said earlier, you know, just to be part of these movies that the, the retelling of these, these events, these historical events, you know, yeah. um, Private Ryan was based on a true story, you know, so that, so it's a film, you know, you realize how, how, what a great tool it is, you know, what a great medium it is because you, you know, it's entertaining, but you're also educating, you know, potentially if, you know, if it's, yeah. So as, as a rundown for the movie, so you play Mark uh, Geist, call sign Oz, uh, a real person. And this all happened in September, 2012, um, you know, there was a, um, a CIA uh, base and I, I, to be fair, do you want to explain it? You'll probably explain it a bit better than me. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, a makeshift, makeshift embassy and uh, the ambassador named Chris uh, Stevens was living there. Uh, he was advised that, that it was not safe. And, uh, and, you know, and on the eve of, of uh, September 11th, there was an attack and, and uh, uh, a bad one, you know, and, and, and the, uh, so the, the, the CIA annex, which was very close where the, these, uh, these contractors were, uh, they went to, to, uh, to deal with the embassy and, and, 
you know, there was a long battle. They called for help. I mean, it, without giving the movie away, uh, nobody came until the, you know, the 11th hour. But, but um, and then there's all the politics involved. which I Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first time you've ever played a real person. Um, was yeah. that like uh, in the way of um, Mark Geist, you know, uh, what was it very daunting uh, to know that you, you were playing someone that was real? And you, you know, the pressure that you had with that. Uh, the the old, well, the only other time I did play someone real was in Captain Phillips. So there was actually the the oh, seal. Of course, Com- yeah, yeah, the seal commander. Operation was a real guy, but but Mark, uh, the experience of working with it. Look, I was a little uh, nervous of going in just because uh, there's a lot of. I thought there was going to be a lot of pressure, you know, and. Mm. Um, you know, when I approach a role, uh, I, I, I try to carve out sort of a journey, you know, and, and, and make it emotional and, and bring, you know, some humanity to the role, especially a soldier, mm. you know, that's, you don't want to just be a guy in green barking orders, but, but considering that this was a real story and that, that Mark was uh, a real person and that he was likely going to be there, I was like, oh, I was worried about, <laughs> um, you know, just I wanted to get it right for him because you want to do honor to, to their experience. And you'll find out what a great guy he is. Um, he's really, uh, he made it. So we got, we hit it off. We're, we have the same birthday. We hit it off uh, immediately. Yeah. And, although, wait a second, he may be December the 13th. I, I'm the 11th. I think we may be seven. <laughs> but um, we, you know, he was so forthcoming and in, in, in with information and, and, you know, he these guys wanted so desperately to get this story out and, and to get the truth of what happened out on that day that it became uh, the most perfect collaboration out of the gate you know yeah i mean i mean putting politics aside you know the story of 13 hours is just so inspiring i've got to say you know after finishing watching the movie you know you know holding back the tears well actually i won't lie i cried (laughs) there's nothing wrong with crying and um i've got to say i hugged my family tighter you know i appreciated my wife and my kids um and, and what they went went through i mean it was just an aston- astonishing film. It really, really was. And of course, it was directed by Michael Bay, who who else is going to do a uh, great action film? Uh, you know, in, in arguably, in my mind, the best film that he's ever made. I mean, I, yeah. I really, um, I, I love his Hollywood movies, you know, but uh, but I think he has a deal, if I, if I remember correctly, with, with uh, Paramount, in that he gets to make one passion project a year if he does the, the other films. Um, he 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 was also uh, very committed to the to you know the story, and they took a little creative license. Look, some of the explosions are a little Michael Bay big, <laughs> yeah. but um, but you know, but he was he, like I said, he was committed to, uh, to to telling it like it happened, and and uh, you know, and and I've gotten nothing but uh, amazing feedback from people that have seen that film. So. I mean, you've done quite a few, um, you know, parts as playing military personnel, um, you know, for this role, because obviously you was in the unit, you've done Saving Private Ryan, 
what was the training like for this for 13 hours? Because, you know, was it any different to the training that you had before? Yeah, it was. I mean, generally the live fire weapons training that I, that, uh, that I have is done off uh, on the offset, not, not, uh, not having to do anything with production. So I, I actually, I'm, I go to the gun range and train on my own. So, and I have a lot of friends, <laughs> you know, tier one operators. So I, I'm lucky that I get to work with these guys, but, but the 13 hours training we did in Los Angeles, we did a, a facility that's out by the Reagan library, uh, a big, big, wide open outdoor range. And, uh, and it was all live fire training. I mean, we were, uh, we went through, I'm trying to think we, there was a lot of physical endurance training and then a lot of weapons training. And there was some classwork stuff that we did because the contract world uh, is is a little different than uh, you know playing an enlisted military guy. So yeah. um, the behavior is different, the mindset's different. You're out. You're already a, an accomplished tier one operator. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, there's a little bit of a cowboy attitude, you know. But um, uh, so so there was that, and then you know, and then uh, and then aside from that, the training was you know as an actor, it was like just me and Mark, man. I mean on on calls or, you know, over beers or whatever and, and figuring out who he was and what the important elements to bring to the screen were, you know? And the resemblance is uncanny. Uh, um, I saw, yeah, I saw um, an interview and someone said that you'd sat in, well, you, you, you didn't, Mark sat in the back of a, the yeah. car during, during a shoot and no one knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Bay was directing and we, and, and I slipped out of the car and we put Mark in and I went back behind the monitor behind Michael's chair and he called action and the scene started. And I mean, we, they were well into the scene before he realized that it was Mark. And, I, he, <laughs> Max and, and you know, um, but there, when, when they sent me the script, there were a couple characters that were open and they said, you know, choose uh, who you want to play and uh, or who you want to audition for, rather. And, and uh, I pulled up some interviews of, of you know, these uh, Mark and Tig and Tonto. And uh, I looked at him. I was like, God, I look. I mean, I don't now with this. Yeah, you've had a I look. Uh, he and I have a, a weird resemblance um, to each other. It's it's pretty crazy. Which, which, which is good, which is good. Um, yeah, well, I was like, there's literally <laughs> nothing else I can play in this movie. I mean... Yeah. I mean, what's your favourite memory of 13 hours of being on set? You know, when you, when you do these war movies, you know, the, the, I think one of the most important uh, things that you need to accomplish as a, as a, as a cast, as a group, is the the brotherhood and the camaraderie like you have to you you have to you can't fake that that's why these training sessions are so important you know because they like for private ryan we went out you know and we were living out of tents uh you know and 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 training out in the field and um there's a there's a famous uh military technical advisor named Dale Dye that uh, they used to do all the big movies, the big combat films. And that was his big thing is, you know, uh, I'm going to go, we're going to go out and we're going to 
take these wussy actors and we're going to turn them into soldiers, you know, but in the process <laughs> of doing that, you know, you, you develop this bond. So uh, the cool thing about 13 hours is that they cast all these alpha males, you know, and so we got out on the gun range, we were having competitions, we were going out for beers, we were, you know, and it rap every night, we'd all, we'd, we'd, we were in Malta, you know. Yeah. Not a bad place to shoot, and uh, and we'd all have beers, and we'd sit around and, and turn the music up, and you know when everybody else was going home, we'd be out there, you know, just hanging out. And those memories uh, were really wonderful, and and also sitting out, you know, on the deck of the hotel with Mark and the real guys, and and having drinks, and and uh, you know, it's I think that's the stuff you pull away from it because at the end of the day, now like I've done so many films that it's you know, I, I love making movies. I love being an actor, but I also love this community because yeah, uh, of course. There's wonderful people involved. Yeah. I mean, what I wanted to ask as well before we move on to your exciting uh, project that's uh, coming over to the UK is um, obviously, you know, Mark Geist got injured quite severely uh, yeah. within that attack. Um, you know, obviously you had to act as Mark Geist and, and have those injuries. I mean, how was that for you? Um you know, having to go through that, knowing, you know, that he ha he actually, that actually happened to him. Yeah, that was, um, you know, that, that, that was really maybe the, the biggest hurdle for me was, uh, you know, I needed to know uh, what kind of pain he went through, you know, and what um, his arm looked like and what, you know, and, and, and it's tough asking somebody to relive that experience. And I think, uh, you know, but he gave it to me and, uh, and he gave me, uh, uh, he was very descriptive uh -huh. and, uh, you know, look, I mean, it's, uh, it doesn't play, uh, so much on screen, you know, I think a lot of it, um, uh, we, you know, a lot of these guys, when they recount the experience of being shot at or, or, you know, being hit with shrapnel, a lot of times they don't realize that it's happening or it just feels like little, like little, little bee bites, you know, and then you look down and you've been hit, you know, yeah. so but, 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 you know, but that, for me, that was the big hurdle because that's, you know, he, he, he's the one that came away, uh, alive, but, but, da you know, dangerously injured. So, yeah. yeah, but he, but he's here to tell the story and, uh, and we, and by the way, that arm that they could completely recreate, you know, it was, uh, it was very, sh it was shredded. Uh, mm -hmm. he and I were in the gym lifting weights and, you know, I mean, he's, pretty amazing work what they did with that arm i mean he's yeah. it's he's back using it so that's awesome yeah. uh but no what an amazing film it's probably the closest i will get to something like that and uh be in the safety of my my front room <laughs> at home to be fair so yeah. let's talk about your exciting um new film coming over to the uk i know it's been released in the u.s already uh it's of course as you can see up there sergeant will gardner uh, I've got to say Gardner because my surname is Garner. So loads of people put the D in by yes. accident. So, uh, yeah, Sergeant Will Gardner, please tell me about the movie, what it's about, and, um, yeah, everything about it. Yeah, so this uh, the, the idea for this film, um, 
came while I was shooting uh, a TV series called The Unit. And uh, during the filming of The Unit, uh, I had the opportunity to go to Iraq and Afghanistan twice. And I befriended a young army ranger in Iraq uh, that I stayed in touch with. And uh, at a certain point in our, in our correspondence, he had uh, survived two IEDs, uh, one of which took his entire team. He was the only survivor. And he was experiencing, you know, and I and just decided to use me as a sounding board, mind you, but, but you know, uh, sleeplessness and anger issues and, and, and things that all things that were symptomatic of traumatic brain injury, which was new at the time. And, and uh, he was scared to go forward and ask for help. He was scared, you know, for fear of being ridiculed or stigmatized. And, and, uh, and so, uh, it inspired me to write a movie uh, that would give back to charity and help <clears throat> returning soldiers that, you know, found themselves suffering from emotional or physical uh, ailments and uh, or injuries rather. And uh, so look, it's, it was inspired by the, through these, you know, by these correspondences, the correspondence with my buddy, but, but uh, the movie is entertaining. It has a comedic through line, you know, it packs a, a, a good punch. Uh, the wonderful thing about it is that 30% uh, of the profits are going to three charities receiving 10% each uh, that do incredible work uh, for our veteran community. Um, there was a, a large British presence in the Middle East, you know, and so, and I have a lot of uh, British friends that have served or are serving. And, uh, and so I think it'll resonate in, you know, in Britain, but the, uh, um, but the, the chair, the profits will go to help uh, soldiers here. So. Well, the great thing is 50% of my listeners and viewers are actually in the States so oh, uh so ho hopefully if if, if they haven't uh, seen it uh, they should watch it so you wrote directed produced and starred in the movie as the lead and can i just say your beard in that movie is epic from the trailer it's <laughs> enormous um what what you know possessed you to do all those roles i mean could you not get someone else to do other things and then you I'll tell you exactly, this is exactly what happened you know we had uh i had an, a different actor attached to play the lead uh i was i was i had a different director at a certain point right. uh, a different cinematographer you know and when i when we got the money uh nobody was available and my, but my partner, my producing partner and I uh, sat out and he went, well, buddy, I think uh, this, I think you're off, you know? And so, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but it, it, it was the best experience I've had in my career. Um, I knew the role, I wrote it, you know, I know I, I was friends with the guy that inspired me to write it. And, uh, and uh, it came out exactly the way I wanted it to, and and had my my fear of turning it over to somebody else was that I was going to end up with someone's interpretation of what I envisioned, yeah. and and, uh, and so you know it, it it played out the way it was supposed to. Um, the direct messages 
that I have gotten on social media uh, from veterans, and, and this is not an exaggeration, thousands, really? thousands. Oh my God. And I mean, too many to go through and, and, but bring you to tears. And, yeah. you know, and I think what it is, is it's something because I, what, what I wanted to do was to write a movie that inspired soldiers, suffering soldiers to ask for help, to come forward and, and get help. And, and then also once you're, once you've received help, once you've, you've gone through a process of healing and you've come out on the other side to then assume the responsibility of, of helping other soldiers go through the same process so that we can get uh, our men and women in uniform back into society and functioning. Because there's mm -hmm. so many on the streets of America and I'm sure Britain, uh, yeah. you know, that are homeless and, or that, that, that are, too injured to figure out how to navigate a healthcare system that, you know, is archaic and, yeah. or how to, uh, you know, function, you know, post-combat uh, in, in, in a world and, in, in, you know, without any sort of uh, medical attention. So it, there's a there's a very important cause behind the film and and please support it if i i really i i know i can confidently say that, that <laughs> you know, everyone's gonna love the movie because it's hilarious and yeah. like i said we'll, uh, bring some tissue with you but uh <laughs> but there's a wonderful cause and and you know here's the cool thing man is that once i you know i said okay we're doing this i'm gonna direct it i'll star in it uh, Gary Sinise came on, you know, Robert Patrick came on, Dermot yeah. Mulroney came on, Omari Hardwick from Power came on. Um, we just suddenly this cast just came together and uh, it was fate, you know. Really and, did, and did they come on to the project because of what the project was about? Because, yeah. you know, as you said, it wasn't a, a massive budget movies and those actors as well as yourselves, you yeah. know, you've done many, many big production uh, like Pacific Rim and, 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 and stuff stuff like that. Um, so it's wonderful to, to see Gary Sinise uh, does a hell of a lot for veterans. Uh, even I know that in the UK. Um, and But the thing is, the shocking thing for me is I've, I've been over to America quite, quite a few times. I've been to Washington, I've been to Dallas, uh, I've been to New York loads of times, and I've been to a lot of football games. I've been to hockey and, uh, you know, and I, I, I just think it's amazing how patriotic America can be. You know, they stand up, they give respect to the armed forces, but then it's the aftermath that I think that is lacking. And it's the same in this country as well. You know, we, we've, we've got on average, I think um, I've got it here, over three and a half thousand homeless mil military personnel. And it's shocking because because in my eyes, they should be given a house. They, they should be looked after. You know, they have gone over and done stuff that I couldn't ever imagine. And, you know, they haven't been give, given the support. And another thing as well to make everyone aware, I read, please correct me if I'm wrong, but there's one suicide um, every 65 minutes in the US. Um, you know, you know, people that were in, in the armed forces that commit suicide here, here, here every 65 minutes. Astounding uh, statistics. Mm. I, I don't know where it is today, but uh, there were some, the, reportedly, 
22 uh, veteran suicides daily. Uh, I think at any given moment, and this is a very difficult number to predict. Because, of course, yeah. But, uh, but they estimate 60 to 70,000 homeless veterans on the streets of America at any given moment. Um, in, in, when I finish the script, so let's say uh, I'm going to, I want to say like, to, to, uh, I'm not actually, I'm not because I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> but it's, at one point during the, the process of this filming, there were 300,000 uh, cases of traumatic, combat related cases of traumatic brain injury. And there was a 2015 in, uh, Inspector General's report that stated that 300,000 veterans died awaiting pending healthcare claims. So these are veterans that are in the system that are awaiting their claims and, uh, and pass away during that, you know, that time in the queue. So it's, the, the numbers are, 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 there's no, are inexcusable. And, um, you know, look, I'm trying to inspire not only veterans to come forward, but I'm trying to inspire people that haven't served to, 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 to you know, this is a chance to serve your country. This is a chance, yeah. even where you are, this is a chance, you know, for you to return the favor, uh, you know, to those that, that put their lives on the line and, uh, you know, and, and fight for your freedom. And it's, so, uh, so what can uh, the people of America and the people around the world do, you know, except, you know, obviously they can watch Sergeant Will Gardner because 30% goes to the charities. But what would you like people doing more of, you know, in the I, way I of support? I would, you know, in a perfect world, you know, there's people that dedicate spare time to helping veterans, you know, I mean, there's so many ways to do it. And there's so many charities and thank God there's so many charities because they're, because they're, you know, they pick up where, you know, for instance, our VA uh, fails. Um, But, you know, one of the wonderful things about this movie is just watching it. uh, You're helping the cause. I mean, you know, if you're not interested in the subject matter, you know, turn it on, mute it and walk away (laughs) but you're still helping you know what i mean uh it's so i I, you know i just think that um you know and this is like i I, you know in terms of foreign policy in the united states it's like i i'm all for you know uh helping sending assistance to other countries but we have such a a crisis in our own country you know with with our veterans and and these are you know these are, these are men and women that start out as kids. And I can say kids because I've been there. And the first thing that you see, you, you know, that, that hits you when you get off of a C-130 in Iraq is a, a, a sea of pimply faces. And you go, my God, these are, you know, these guys are in there. I mean, the, the 18 to 22 years old, they're, they're, yeah. they're just adults, you know. And um, we go to strip malls and we recruit them into our armed forces, you know, so that when we, when they pass through on the other end, you can't abandon them. You have to, you have to be there and you have to, they, they, like you said, they should receive, you know, red carpet healthcare treatment, you know? Yeah. I mean, to, to let everyone know though, um, the movie is going to be available on Apple, uh, from the 23rd. Um, so uh, I'm definitely, well, I've pre-ordered it, so I'll be definitely watching it on the 23rd. Um, so what is next for you? Because, uh, you know, I've seen something about a zombie movie. Yeah, so, the, you know, this is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, uh, 
right after Will Garner, which, you know, was a very, uh, well, there's a comedic through line, but, but it was a serious movie. Um, I got a script from a buddy of mine that was a zombie film and I went, Oh God, like this is the last thing that I want to do. Um, but it was so funny that, uh, you know, I thought, okay, this is a good break from what, what I just came off of. So we went and made this zombie movie, which hopefully will be coming out uh, uh, streaming, uh, I'm going to say November-ish. Uh, and, it's, and it came out so well that we got the funding to make the sequel. So the wow. first uh, movie is called The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. And the second movie is called The Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Deathmatch. And, and, and they're balls-to-the-wall comedies. It's, I, I, I haven't been this excited about releasing something in a long time. People are going to love these movies. <laughs> it sounds like something from the 70s, you know, the title. 100%. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so thank you so much. I'm going to wrap the in interview up. Um, I'll let you get on with your uh, day of uh, fun, I hope. Um, but before we go, um, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, um, my kids, which is an obvious answer, but, I, but I'm going to say... Uh, exploring my heritage you know i'm uh I, I mentioned that my dad was italian and uh and going to italy and eating the food and being with my family in italy and really uh you know absorbing myself into that culture uh i'm the happiest i love it so much you're that, that is awesome well max martini thank you so much for being on be more super been listening to be more super the podcast it was kind of a crazy fun experience i love the show guys you're awesome listen my whole family loves it man if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends my world